0: Hey, night owls. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? This is Krista. And I'm Rachel. And this week, we are doing true crime nonfiction. Yes! And also, I think I might be getting sick now, so... I give it to you over the mic,
1: is that how sickness works? Uh,
0: probably, yeah. Like I osmosis absolutely or transferring. something. Yeah. I, like, sneezed
1: into my mic and it came through yours.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Science. I'm so
1: sorry for my part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's also probably just that it's early and every time it's early, I'm more clogged up and stuff. But that's fair. That's fair. But yeah. Anyways, we decided to branch out and do something different and read nonfiction books. Um, and as like a little. Entryway into nonfiction, we did True Crime because we both really like True Crime podcasts and shows and stuff. So that was kind of, I feel like it was a really good entryway into nonfiction. It wasn't just like, here's this. I don't know what else nonfiction really is, but it's a very large <laughs> section at the library and it's really hard to figure out. So
1: it's a nice transition for us from all of our like spooky stuff in October to like going into the holidays. Like I wasn't quite ready to like back off of all my murdery books.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I do have whenever we decide <clears throat> pardon me to do nonfiction again, I already have my second book that I want because I started it for this one. So I'm just gonna jump right in and I'm gonna tell you about mm-hmm. the book that I started doing um and then didn't do so i'll save it for another one but i'll just give a little snippet on it so the book that i so i ended up literally just googling like best true crime books and i found a list of 40 of them and so this book was on it it's called five days at memorial and so this is the book that i didn't actually do that i started i started it on audible because my library didn't have it yet i had to get brought in and it's like 17 hours on audible and by the time I started oh. it, I was like, there's no way I'm going to finish. it.
1: <laughs> it's ambitious.
0: Yeah. But I, so I made it only like two hours in, which is not very far into the book, but basically what it's about is, um, about this hospital in New Orleans when Katrina hit. Oh. And so they had all these emergency plans. So they had an emergency plan for like power outage for flooding, um, And four, I think, like an earthquake or something. Uh, But none of them talked about the other one. So like the power outage one never assumed that there would be flooding. The flooding one never assumed it was because there wasn't going to be like access to roads and stuff. So it's like all these terrible things happened at the same time. And the reason it was in the true crime part was that these doctors ended up um, euthanizing patients at the end after Mm. like on day five. Um, So I'm not that far. So they like give you a little blurb about it in the very beginning and then they start telling the story. So I don't really know about what, how much that happened, but basically at the very end on the last day when they finally were getting evac'd out, some doctor somewhere had made a decision to like, oh, it looks like you're going to have the highest success rate in like three weeks time. Like you're probably going to survive long enough. So I'll put you on the first evac out and then, oh, there's not a very good chance that you're going to make it another four days. We'll put you on the last one. So the doctors said, at least so these patients were going to get left behind. And they're like, well, what the heck are we going to do? Because they were like, if we give them a morphine drip, what like it could, what would happen if the morphine drip ran out before they died? And now their last moments are just pure agony. And so yeah. apparently they ended up, um, I don't remember how many patients it was. Like I said, I didn't actually read that far into it. But yeah, they ended up like <laughs> killing, like euthanizing these patients. Um, and I know that they were brought up on charges, but since I didn't make it all the way through, I have no idea like what they did but basically the whole kind of book is just like what would like what people do who are like supposed to like do no harm and like fucking everything's gone to shit Mm. yeah so that was it's gonna be super good and I'm really excited to actually read it um I was telling one of the chiefs at work about it and he was like what was that book called because that sounds awesome
1: yeah we'll definitely have to um another true crime run because i started one too so i didn't finish with this because i was overly ambitious as well <laughs> and then i had to rein it in
0: yeah we'll do one when we know that we have time to do it yeah, so for sure. the book that i actually did um it worked out on the day that we're recording because it literally dropped on the 24th so it dropped three days ago
1: oh my gosh you yeah like powered through it
0: yeah it's only it's less than eight hours so that was good it's called call me god it's the uh, Untold True Investigation of the DC Sniper, I think is its long title. So basically, it's about the DC Sniper investigation. Um, mm-hmm. And it was written by Jim Clemente, Tim Clemente, and Peter McDonald. And it's only in Audible. It's an Audible original. Uh, and the reason it is, is that they do real 911 calls. They interview survivors. They interview spouses of those that were killed. Um, mm-hmm. And then they even they have like sound effects, like oh the helicopter came in, <laughs> and stuff like so that. Cool. So yeah, so it's like a total experience. And I didn't finish it. I have like an hour left, but the hour part I think is just um, it's like the trial, which is meh, whatever. Um, but so I didn't know anything about the DC Sniper at all, and they did a really really good job of kind of like setting up the story. So basically, it starts, um and a woman gets shot outside uh michael's craft store and nobody knows like so this is also in 2002 is when this is happening um and so then they like spend a chapter like going back because like there's all the people that are like the main investigators on it um were there for 9-11 as well because this is in dc obviously so it's kind of close by so they go back and they talk about that too for a little bit um but yeah so it starts with like a woman gets shot in um at the michael store and then somebody gets shot at a gas station um and it ends up being like 23 days where they're like just like killing people and nobody knows Mm -hmm. who's doing it what's going on um at one point like one of the officers the fbi officers that's so at all all the shootings that they knew of they knew it was a sniper they figured that much out um but they were all contained in this like one area so it was the local cops who had jurisdiction and the mm. only way the fbi could take it over it would be obviously be cross state lines or if they asked oh and, they, gotcha, and yeah. they didn't they never asked and so um so the fbi was like all right well hey like we're here to help like we can like use um because like they literally at one point they finally found a shell casing at one of the crime scenes or Asa wasn't at the crime scene, so they found, so a person gets shot, and one of the FBI people is also a sniper, Um, and so he, like, backtracked to figure out where the um, shooting took place, and they found a shell casing there, and so they literally flew in, um, like, rescue helicopter in to pick up the shell casing to take it over to ATF, so that way, because they were like, we need to figure (laughs) this out right now, like, because, yeah, they're like, so they're saying it on there, they're like, yeah, and then they brought in the rescue helicopter and I'm like rescue the person already got shot you already said they died where why do you need this rescue and then they're like
1: Same circumstances obviously <laughs> yeah and then it
0: was like to take the shell casing back to atf and I was like oh yeah okay that, that oh. makes sense actually <laughs> um, and then I think it was on that one when they found the shell casing they found this tarot card so at this point so like the um it was the bau was involved which is the behavioral uh analysis unit yeah of yeah. the fbi um so they're involved and they're making a profile of like what they think this person like based off of the things that they're doing and it was like an older person like an older is like 30s i think um male and like that's pretty much all they really had at this point point. and then they get this letter that had it was on a, the back of a tarot uh, tarot card Tarot, 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 tarot card. Thank you. I was like, I don't feel like I said. Like one of those the tea lettuce. is silent. Yeah, but I was like, what tea? Is <laughs> it the first or the second? Eret A- card. It's an Eret A- <laughs> A- card, and it was the death one. And then on the back Ooh. of it, it said like, uh, "For you, Mister Police, um, your children aren't safe anywhere. Yeah. Uh, don't show this to the press or something like that." because that it was just after oh yeah because they shot so the one where they find it they shot a kid um at a bus stop waiting for his bus um oh my
1: god
0: i think the, i can't remember i think the kid lived though because his aunt was a nurse and was the one who had been like dropping him off so like was like mm. get in the car and so like her 911 call is like chilling cuz she's like super calm and relaxed cuz she's like I'm a nurse. I know what to do. So she's like, she's like on it. She was like, he is this old. He has been shot. And then you hear him back. He's like, no, honey, you're going to be fine. You're, and you're just like, I don't want to die. He's like, you're not going to die. And like, it's being like super calm. And then at one point she's like screaming at the car in front of her. She's like, I need over. Let me over.
1: Her like professional kicks in, professionalism uh-huh. kicks in at first. And then she's just like, hey, everybody move out of my way right now.
0: Yeah. And then like when she gets like around that one, like every time she's like talking to the 911 dispatcher, she's just like super calm uh, cause like most of the other 911 calls are not calm. Right. Cause it's like
1: no. <laughs> the,
0: the, like at one point, um, a woman gets shot in the head at home Depot, um, with her husband. So like at this point too. So I'm, I know I'm kind of like jumping all over the place with this. Um, but so I guess I'll back up real quick. So at one point I don't think, no, they did. They came out and said like, don't, or maybe they didn't actually say it, but basically people like don't run errands if you don't need to run errands. If you need don't need to get gas, don't fucking get gas.
1: Stay in the house, stay in your car.
0: Yeah, but like that's yeah. a really privileged thing to do. Like people still need to go to work. People still need, especially yeah. like you didn't know this was planned. You might not have groceries. You still need to feed your family. So they were saying that people were literally like driving up in the no parking zone in front of grocery stores and sprinting in, sprinting out. Um, and then they were going to the um, full service gas stations if they needed gas. That way, they didn't have to get out of their car. Um, the and sniper's then, just
1: like loving the chaos he's caused.
0: Yeah, and then finally, at one point, um, the they like decided to like close all the schools after they like after the one came out that was like your children are not safe. Oh yeah, because that was what the other the tarot card also said was uh, call me God. So that's where the title of the book is. Oh, okay. Um, but then there was a, an eyewitness. Um, at one at one of the shootings who said that they saw a white like panel van drive out, so like something that like a catering would use or just like a big white van kind of a thing and so the um it was cap i think it's he's cap Captain moose uh, his last name is moose he was like the head of the police he's one who's giving all these press press conferences constantly repeatedly says a white van, a white big van white van like all the time, so now he's like creating basically like creating all of these like false um eyewitness reports because you tell somebody don't think of a pink elephant what did you instantly do you thought of a pink elephant if Mm. you hear what you think is a gunshot you're gonna look around for a white van not necessarily for what other vehicles are around you um Mm. so that was part of the reason why it also took them so long to figure out like who this these people were and then so the fbi was the ones who got the card and obviously they had to like share it with the local police. And then one of the FBI agents that's on it, he's like driving home or something like that. And hears on the radio, all these news people going, or he was on the TV. It doesn't really matter where it was. Um, but here's all these people going off, um, saying that, you know, they found the tarot card. It's the death card. And on it, it says, um, I am God. And he's like in the FBI guys. So he's like, first off, who the fuck leaked this shit? Because no. And he's like, second, it says call me God. It doesn't say I am God. And then it says, um, don't tell the press, don't give to the press. And then so also based off of like those things, they also were able to make their profile even more. So like the Mister Policeman um, made them realize that it was a younger guy because that's like a term of respect. And it's also like they're like that's not like a thing. Like, they asked, like, other police officers, and they're like, have you ever been called Mr. Policeman? And so they finally found it, and it's in a reggae song. Oh. And then um, they also apparently dropped off a lot of S's, like, in the words that they were written, and it was in multiple places. So they were like, okay, this isn't just, like, a spelling error. This is, like, a choice. And so they were like, okay, so we think because of this, they were, like, um, African American from, like, some kind of Caribbean-type area where they, Mm. like, speak more like that. And then, but then they were like, okay, but um, because in 2002, people started calling um, the press the media. Like, that's what we started, the terminology we started using. So they're like, okay, but if you're using the press, that makes it an older guy. And so then what they're thinking is that now there might be two snipers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which was like the first one where you're like, huh? What? There's two of them? Which then, like, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't know anything about the D.C. sniper. I was like, he's a sniper and probably D.C.,
1: yeah, I do good. Much
0: my knowledge. Yeah, so when they said that, I was like, <laughs> "So like I'm following along, basically like it's 2002, oh and I'm like, like, what is going on?'" Um, but yeah, so they were like able to kind of figure that out based off of that, and then um, but then because whoever it was leaked it to the press, um, I kind of like pissed off the shooters, and yeah. so that yeah, so. Oh, I think that's what it was. Okay. So the first, the tarot card came at a different, the first note came at a different time and then they shot the kid after. And that's when they were like, your children are not safe. Mm -hmm. And then on another one, they had like another note type thing. And they're like, we have been trying to contact you. You guys are incapable. And they rattled off like four different people's names of like who they tried to contact. Mm -hmm. And like one of them was somebody at the tip line. And this person is just going off and off and off. And he was like, figure out like this. Um, ar- unsolved armed robbery in like I can't remember what the city name, but there's the same city is in two states. So there's one in Kansas, and then there's one in whatever local state to them. And so they only mm-hmm. looked at the local one, but it was in Kansas, because turns out the two people that it was have been like making their way across the country and just like just killing people, just all across working their way, just living but, it up. Yeah, because it's, it's like two. Th- 2002, like these people, like you know, you just have this one, and they just they're all just like random acts of violence, like that's all it was at this point. Is, and so, like, you can somebody... connect him. yeah, like, how could yeah, because they... one guy oh, was I can't remember if he was a taxi driver. Oh, no, he wasn't a taxi driver, he owned a shop and he was closing up his shop and he gets shot like pretty close range and he falls. and He was like, I have to pretend to be dead. And it's him, they're interviewing him, he's telling his story, so you're like, Okay, I know you survive, obviously, holy crap, <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah. So he's just like, he's like, pretend to be dead. And then they let go and they take his wallet and he's like, and then I hear a car leave. And then finally he calls 911 and you get, and then you get his 911 call. And it's just, yeah. So like, it's just crazy how many of these, and then some of them, somebody would be telling the story about this person and you're like, oh my God, this person obviously gets shot. Like They're a victim. And then it goes and they tell it and they're like, yeah, and they get raced off in an ambulance and then the person who's narrating the story was like, she would become the first survivor of the DC sniper. And you're like, what? So like two of the survivors aren't in the book. like They probably mm-hmm. didn't either have passed away by now or they just didn't want to relive it, like whatever. Um, but yeah, so basically how they ended up finding the guys is uh, they managed to pull, oh, so they brought in a scent dog too at one point to like that's how Mm -hmm. they figured out that so uh how they were getting away with it is that they were traveling in a car and they figured that out because they brought in a scent dog and at the time apparently people didn't really um like trust scent dogs to like Mm -hmm. do their job her name was lucy or is lucy i don't know she's probably Mm -hmm. still alive she probably retired by now though um but yeah and she's a bloodhound but yeah they were like um okay like making fun of the guy as he's like you know following his dog around and stuff uh, but that's how they figured out that they were in a car because she like she was like it goes this way but like super fast da 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 um so yeah so they ended up when they bought this car that they bought the trunk was big enough that a full-grown adult could lay in the back
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: they would pop the trunk and then they had it attached to like a rope or a bungee cord or something and so that way they could pop it shoot the person slam it shut as the person driving just like just drives away super calmly right because you're not going to see unless you're right there you're not going to see any yeah, kind of flash it, yeah. you're not going to know that it's there and oh since captain moose keeps telling people that it's a white van they ended up driving like a dark blue cap- i don't know caprice i don't know if that's a car or if that's food i can't remember
1: it's like a caprice salad
0: exactly that's why when i wanted to say it i was like ah that's kind of a food I Some don't tomato know. and
1: mozzarella on wheels
0: yeah <laughs> um anyways so that's what they were actually driving but yeah so how they figured it out is they ended up getting they managed to lift a fingerprint from i think it was a shell casing at one of them Ooh. and uh, the prints happened to be in the system because so the kid so he was 17 when he gets arrested and then the adult is 41 uh he got arrested in bellingham washington <laughs> ah. like, oh, i literally like paused it and i went and i like, told people in the office i was like oh my god dc sniper got arrested here and they're like what and i was like
1: never mind i gotta go don't worry about it i'm not crazy i
0: swear yeah (laughs) um so he got arrested i think it was like by customs or something he was like trying to cross a border without papers or something like that Mm -hmm. so that's why his uh prints were in the system uh so then because of that then they were able to like so that's obviously over here and they're over in dc So like one of the fbi guys like reached out to his buddy and like the seattle office or something and was like give me everything you have on this name and it was like 3 a.m here and so he does he ends up getting it and then it's like all these like school records and then and all these times that he's having all these problems at school there's like two names that are the male adult that's always there with him and they're like okay we think that this is the same person using two because it was two different last names it was like i can't remember muhammad and williams or something or john i can't remember um but yeah, so they ended up figuring out it was him. And so then they um, the snipers were like, We want to talk to you at this payphone, da-da-da-da, call us. Um, and so they do. They end up like getting them on this payphone and then the FBI does their little da, 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 and they like figure out like where it is and they were able to like swarm them and arrest them and stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, so I can't remember, it was like in the DC area, I think they shot like f- fourteen or fifteen people killed like 10 or 11 of them huh. uh and then it's like not counting like because they like shot a whole bunch of other people they shot like somebody it was like like all their way working their way across like state just lines. for fun
1: It's just they didn't have another motivator um, there...
0: so it was some kind of revenge so that's the part that i haven't really gotten to
1: oh okay they might explain yeah. some more of that yeah the very so end i think there. it
0: was well because the chapter is called revenge so i think the older one Um, And I'm not going to say their names mainly because I can't remember them, but to hell with them. We should remember their victims. Um, I think he wanted revenge on something that had to do with, like, his child or something. But then the kid was doing it because he was groomed. Uh, He got picked up when he was 17. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were even saying that, like, when they were building their profile, they're like, there might be some kind of, like, sexual element with this. And it's not consensual. They're like, because the age of this kid, they cannot be consensual. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so basically the older guy had picked up the younger one when he was um I think he was a home I think he was homeless, the younger one was at the time, and so when he picked him up, he basically just like groomed him to do all of this, which is just super sad, like yeah, he should yeah. definitely like you know have to pay for the part that he played in all these, but that's just you know really shitty luck on his part, I guess um, yeah, but either way, I book. yeah, I totally recommend it though if anybody is on audible. Um, it was, yeah, like I said, it's less than eight hours, and I don't normally use a credit for a book under eight hours, but it was just seemed like a super interesting one, and it popped up as a recommendation before it came out.
1: Um, well, Jim Clementi is like he does true crime podcasts, so like oh. he's like a well-known like true crime podcast person. So I guess I'm not that surprised that they didn't actually write a physical book because that's not like the medium that he uh-huh. would be like most familiar with.
0: Yeah, and it makes that's sense cool. too with like the interviews and everything that they were doing. Like it. in the 911 calls like it wouldn't I don't think a 911 call is going to come across in a book especially because they, you know they're using the real 911 calls and stuff yeah I didn't know that that he did it yeah so it's him and his brother Tim and then this other guy Peter McDonald and I think he was one of the other FBI agents or something but I can't really remember
1: yeah I can't remember if Jim has like his own true crime podcast or he's just been like in and out of ones that I've listened to Mm -hmm. but I know that some of the Adnan Syed ones that I've Listen to he's been like mentioned and has spoken it in oh, okay waste. but i think that he ended up making his own podcast
0: does he do because like- there's somebody who does the un or the closed unsolved fbi case podcast and something like that it's like closed or unsolved fbi cases it's an entire podcast i wonder if that would be him that would sound something like maybe he'd do maybe
1: there's like Bob Ruff does one but I think his or I don't think it's scale, or I don't know there's a lot of them but mm-hmm. I know that Jim Clementi is definitely one yeah so that makes sense that this would be his new thing mm-hmm. yeah I but I hope books about
0: it yeah I totally recommend it to anybody who has any interest in learning about them because yeah it was like I said it was really good and it was a quick listen to and they do a really good job so yeah for sure anyway so, it was well, called I didn't know anything about that yeah okay. it was called call me god
1: so, call me God. Wow, what a narcissistic complex.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's what they were saying too um like in their profiles is that snipers have a god complex because they can like kill from so far away and like
1: well, so impersonal.
0: Yeah, and like nobody knows where they came from and they also get to pick, right? They're in you're in a crowded area, they get to go through and pick who di- who lives and who dies. Yeah. So yeah, so and they said that that's a common thing with snipers is that they have a very god mystery, complex. Right? Very strange. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Okay, well that was a good one. I ended up reading slash listening to um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark
0: by Ooh. Michelle
1: McNamara. Yeah. So that one's just all about uh finding the Golden State Killer. <laughs> like the tagline on here is one woman's obsessive search for the Golden State Killer. And like, I'm so sad that Michelle, because she's married to Patton Oswald, right? Mm. The actor. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty popular, but Michelle passed away um, in her sleep. Oh, like a Few years ago i think she had cancer or something i think mm-hmm. it was like 2014 ish yeah um so she passed away but before the golden state killer was actually caught
0: yeah because we like just caught him like this year or something Right. it was like
1: april 2018 yeah so like the book wasn't even finished when she passed away so um like somebody else obviously is the the narrator for the story and mm-hmm. then like there's a lot of like editor's notes this next chapter was pieced together from michelle's notes and an article she wrote in like this <laughs> year, and then this other information yeah so like it was just like loaded with facts but like obsessive is absolutely the right word to use for her search for <laughs> this person like it was ridiculous she would like so back up the golden state killer is also known as the ear or the original Night Stalker, so she kind of, like, interchangeably calls him, like, Iran. so it's just, like, the acronym, Mm E-A-R, is East Area Rapist. Mm -hmm. Um, So, basically, between 1974 and 1986, there were about 50-ish rapes, um, house attacks, and then about 10 to 12 murders, I believe it was. I think in the article that I read, because I wanted to read, like, the actual information about the guy, it said that they ended up like, convicting him, or at least not convicting, but they must be convicted at this point. It's been, like, a year. Anyways, yeah, sure it says, is. it said 13, It's said 13 murders, but, um, in the book, Cheadle, they talked about, about, like, 10 to 12, so mm. there, I think there were a lot of them that they weren't sure were connected.
0: Yeah, until they totally like, caught 70s. him.
1: And 80s, yeah. so, like, a lot of this book is, like, her <laughs> kind of going down the rabbit hole with, like, all these details, Cause like, there's so many, like, attacks done, right, and he has, like, some consistent, like, markers, like, he, As the original Night Stalker, he spends a lot of time, like, researching his victims and calling them, like, just, like, breathing over the phone. Creepy. And then, like, hanging up. Like, I have a recording that I might actually play of, like, his original, like, one of his phone calls. Um, So, like, he calls people, and then there was a lot of instances where people would, like, wake up in the night, and he would, like, be at their house. So, like, he did a lot of, like, weird, different things. So, like, Mm -hmm. he he would, like, tie his victims up. Um, He was the guy who would make the boyfriend, like, so he preferred couples, usually. Like, he usually would attack couples. And um, he would, like, make the boyfriend, like, lay down, and he would put, like, dishes on his back. And he would, would say, like, if I hear the dishes move, like, I'll kill you both. And then he would go, like, brutally rape, like, the girl. Oh, jeez. Like, hours or whatever. And then he would do, like, psychological tactics where, like, they would think he'd left, you know, and so, like, paralyzed in fear, they would just, like, lay in bed and then, like, 20 minutes or an hour later, he would just, like, sit back down on the bed next to them. So, like, (sighs) a lot of, like, creepy stuff. And so, like, a lot of this is just, like, Michelle trying to, like, figure out, like, what does this person look like? Because even with all of these different instances of, like, people seeing him and surviving, there's no, like, consistent, like picture of what this person looks like other than like he's a white dude mm-hmm. like seriously she was yeah. like you would think that after this mini that even like a consistent hair color like would be confirmed but because yeah. he's always dark and he always wore a mask mm-hmm. um there was like suspicion that like he had military training and um he was just like one of those like patient people so they think that he would like break into people's houses while they were out and then like just like wait in closets Oh, creepy. Like that kind of stuff. Um,
0: so i checking there were, closets.
1: Yeah, it was really, there's a lot of creepy stuff, but there was like a lot going on at the time, like in the 70s and 80s in California. Mm-hmm. So Michelle's trying to like, okay, is it? Is he the same person as this person? Because there was, an, at the same time, there was like a, just like a creeper. Mm -hmm. who was, like, peering into people's windows and stuff. But, like, the description of him was, like, very clear. And the description (laughs) of this guy always gets me. Um, He's basically, like, a baby-faced man. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, everyone who sees him is just like, yeah, he had a very round, very smooth baby face. But it was weird that they they talked about how he would, like, come off as, like, really innocent when people would encounter him. And then, like, you could see in his face when something would, like, change. And Mm -hmm. it was, like, a facade. It was, like, huh. he used it as his facade, but, like, he was so much smarter than that.
0: Weird. So, like,
1: they never really caught the babyface guy either, but they were oh. pretty sure he wasn't Iran's. hmm So yeah. she kind of, like, moved on from him after she, like, kind of looked into, like, his activity and, like, sightings of him. But, like, they, they seemed like completely different people. Like, their mm-hmm. build and everything, like, wasn't a- enough. Um, but, like, there was, like, there was, like, one detail at one point somebody said that, like, Iran's had big calves. And so she was like going through like pictures in high schools in the area and trying to like pick (laughs) up swimmers that she thought maybe would fit the description. And then like one couple had um, like cufflinks stolen from them that were Mm -hmm. like a family heirloom or whatever. So she spent a really, really long time like scouring pawn shops and antique stores for cufflinks with these initials on it because she's like oh if we find the cufflinks we can figure out who brought them in and, like all this mm-hmm. stuff and so she like <laughs> expedites it to herself like $40 overnight shipping oh to get God. these <laughs> these cufflinks and like gives them to like a police officer or whatever when she like ends up talking with one and they like looked into it and like it wasn't that many anyway oh jeez, so, like, there's so much of her just being like yes I found it I found something and then it's like oh just kidding but it was funny because like Michelle's looking into this and like you know, the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and so the police officers like aren't even that excited.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're like, they're just like twenty year old crime forever. Yeah,
1: right. thanks. Like, yeah. no. we tried. Um, <clears throat> so uh, she also works with Paul Holes, which he, he was pretty uh, detrimental in capturing the Golden State Killer. So. Oh. Like, in the second half of the book, she's, like, working with Paul. So Paul's not necessarily um, police. He's more, like, forensics mm,
0: okay.
1: and, like, criminology type mm-hmm. stuff. I don't remember exactly what he, he said his role was, but he, he's not, like, an, a detective or anything. Mm-hmm. He just, like, started looking into, like, the DNA matches from other crimes because there were other crimes that, like, people had died and, like, uh, criminals had died. And they were just, like, oh, it must, must have been him who did that. Like, it wasn't mm, exactly the same as the other ones. I think whatever. I
0: remember that, yeah.
1: Yeah. So there was a lot of that where they were like, no, actually now we have DNA. And so they started like linking all these other ones and realizing like how massive it really was. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, he was like terrorizing like Galita and like Southern California for a really long time and then headed up to like Northern California and like murdered like 12 Mm -hmm. people. But like a lot of people encountered him and survived. So it was like, you know, is it, is it one person? There was a, at one point where she thought maybe it was like multiple people (laughs) Hmm. because like, there's no consistent, you know, like, yeah, why, he have, like, what is it? And then there was like one time too, where he like showed up at somebody's house. Um, and at like a certain point he started like using we instead of I. So I was like, okay, is he just like crazy? Is mm-hmm. it like a tactic or did he end up having a partner at some point? Yeah. like, he like went into this like person's house and was like, uh, I don't want to hurt you. Like, I just need food and money for me and my girlfriend. Hmm. And so he just like ransacked the house and like basically just terrified the crap out of them. But like yeah, he would but, do stuff like tell them that like if I see this on the news tomorrow, like I'll kill two people.
0: Yeah. Or like, but I mean, t- yeah. You would also think like you could come back. You've managed to make it to my home the first time. Like, I also, would never I, sleep again. I think I might move.
1: I would absolutely move. Into yeah. The locked facility.
0: I, think I would move and I would pay movers to pack up all of my crap and yeah. I'd. Like, yeah, if I, if somebody was, like, in my home in the middle, I'd be, like, deuces, I'm out. Keep it indoors. Like, no.
1: Well, there was, like, one point, too, where they were pretty sure that they were, like, in pursuit of him. So, like, in, like, the 70s. So, the the FBI was in pursuit of, um, like, a guy on a bike. But the guy just, like, jumps off his bike and, like, runs off. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, yeah, all the FBI agent who saw this guy on a bike knew was that they had a report of a woman screaming and he encountered a guy on his bike basically like kind of Mm -hmm. fleeing in the other direction but he wasn't like it wasn't like fleeing even like he like they didn't have any like reasonable suspicions that he would be anything but like it comes back around that they're pretty sure that it was him Mm-hmm. You know, because like by the time they get there, like people have been bound and attacked and brutally raped many, many times. And yeah, but you can't just like, be like,
0: "Oh, homie riding his bike at nighttime, must be him." Yeah, but and I guess, like, like you not, and not knowing why somebody's would, like, screaming
1: crap. because FBI oh. friends like would giving him crap about it, like years Oops. later, like for years they were just like, "You could have just shot the guy, we would have been done with it."
0: And he was and like, well, he's like "Yeah,
1: what I do now?"
0: He's like, "Or I could have <laughs> just shot an innocent person." And welcome to 2019. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. So like. But it's just, like, little stuff like that. It's just, like, man, he was probably so close to being caught so many mm-hmm. times. And then, like, uh, I guess they would have, like, a lot of, like, town meetings and stuff, and they had reason to believe that he was, like, showing up to them and, like, participating. So they weren't sure if, like, is he a local? Because, like, I think, I believe Galita was the, the place that it began. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, like, is he, like, a local? Like, do we all know this person? And he's just very good at, like, masking who he is. Like, is he, uh, his uh, sprees... Uh, lined up with school so like a oh. local college's schedule mm-hmm. so they were like okay maybe he's a student who's here from out of town and then he does this when he's here yeah so um yeah there's a there's just like a, so many things that this person did i can't believe it took us until 2018 like even yeah. with dna and everything like how did he manage to evade any sort of yeah. being in the system up until and at this now? point
0: once we got it wasn't he just like a really fat old dude
1: yeah um, I usually don't remember people's names because, you know, but I try not to remember killer names because, yeah, like you said, victims matter more, but, uh, yeah, Joseph James D'Angelo <laughs> is his name. He's a really classy looking old dude, you know, looking at his face though, maybe he was the baby face guy. Oh. He's like, like, I feel like he's like intentionally making himself look like slack,
0: you know, huh. and like yeah. not very
1: smart, but I guess that's like a tactical a lot of serial killers do is they just like act like they're not very bright. So, mm-hmm. like, even with there's, like, mounting evidence, people are like, well, he's too dumb to
0: do that. Yeah, which is just, no, people can do lots of things, like.
1: Like, actually, you'd be surprised about how good people are manipulating. That's, like, literally the definition of being a psychopath.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's calm down.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, So I'm going to play the recording for the first uh, okay. original Night soccer call, so if anybody, like, is gonna be disturbed by it. I don't think it's very long. I'm just gonna click the here button on my BuzzFeed article. You know. She <laughs> okay. yeah, starts calling and like saying random stuff that time. Well, there's one of like, I'm just like breathing. So like that was like disturbing. Yeah. Like, that was like threatening and so like some of like his calls ranged from like hang ups where he would literally just like breathe really heavily for like a minute and then like hang up and these like very threatening, very like disturbing. Like Jeez. he would he would say things like, um, I saw you at prom and I thought you were into so, like he would say things that like made you think that he was watching you already. Mm-hmm. Like for all of you know, he was like looking in your window and saw your prom dress, you know yeah. what I mean? But like they're just so creepy. It's still very creepy. So, like, he was just, like, he obviously, they said that it was pretty clear that, like, he wasn't getting any, like, real, like, pleasure from, like, the actual, like, rapes and attacks. But it was more about, like, the fear. Mm -hmm. So, he's, like, he's pretty terrifying.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, I'm real glad we caught him.
0: Yeah, like you said, obsessive sounds right for the title of that, for the things yeah, that she was willing like she to go through. She her life into this. She
1: said that she would, like, go to bed with her laptop in her lap, like, researching it, and then she would, like, wake up in the middle of the night and, like, think of something that she hadn't thought of and sit back up and start doing it again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or she'd, like, have a nightmare about it, and then she would wake up and just, like, go right back to it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, this seemed like it was pretty consuming for her, but all of the information that she, like, helped compile with Paul Holes, like obviously was super useful in catching him in the end Mm -hmm. because a lot of the things that like she suspected or like his area and stuff i I believe they did find out he was like a college student in the area at the time and so like a lot of her suspicions were confirmed Mm -hmm. so i think that's awesome but i'm very sad that she wasn't around to see it
0: yeah that sucks that she passed just like not like like just a couple of years
1: before yeah yeah just didn't that yeah terrible so that was a really good book. It's actually a really good read. She goes really into details, and it's a lot of details. You know, I'm not going to spew all of them. But I think it was totally worth reading. I liked listening to it, but when you actually read the book, she has, like, pictures and stuff, which oh, okay. are really useful. So mm-hmm. I ha- I do have the book because I had given it to my mom, so I borrowed it from her. Yeah. Um, And so I have the book, too. So I've just been, like, kind of going back and forth. Like, when I listen to the audio book, like, I can hear her be like, and in this picture or something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, then you no. just – Yeah, you feel like, okay, Yeah. <laughs> so – um yeah another really solid true crime book okay I mean, it's not super long either i think it was like a 10-hour audiobook sometime. oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted, I, I wanted to add one part so there was one part where and i can't remember which one of the fbi agents it was um but told his wife and was like hey like i'm part of this investigation for this decipher like don't go out don't take the kids out like stay home like do not leave unless it's an absolute emergency mm-hmm. you want to know what she does she goes to the store with her, like, small children, so she had, they had, like, I don't know, they could have had 19 children, probably, like, five-ish children. <laughs> and she takes the young ones, and they, like, go to some store, I can't remember what the store was that they went to, and then they go to an Exxon gas station, and they leave, and two minutes after they leave, a dude is shot in the head at that Exxon station and dies.
1: Does she think she'd be safe with her small children, because, like, people go like to harm small children like is that
0: what her they'd already killed a they'd already killed a kid at this point and they like they came out and they were like your children are not safe they're like we will kill anyone and so then like the fbi husband like calls his wife and they're talking and she's like oh my gosh i was just at that Exxon station he was like what you were there about this and he's like did you have the kids and she was like i had the young ones and he was like don't leave the house and i was like and you can like hear him because he's like retelling the story and like she's retelling like they're both retelling it at this point And you can, like, still hear in his voice how angry he still is. And he was like, two minutes. Two (laughs) minutes is what saved your damn life. Like, I was just like, that was fine. I was like, I ain't leaving. I ain't going nowhere. Well, and in those two minutes, it's a sniper. I guarantee you they were watching you. Oh, yeah. Like, she totally could have been a target. She absolutely was being
1: considered. Uh Man, people are dumb. Like, it's not a suggestion when we say to stay indoors so you don't get shot. Like... It's a real
0: thing. <laughs> yeah. So just to all of our listeners, if you have a sniper attack in your area, stay inside and away from windows because they can shoot through windows. Surprise, surprise.
1: Order your groceries off Safeway. Risk their life. It's fine. That's true. <laughs>
0: it's 2019 now. They can do that. Okay. Or, uh, you know, Amazon. Drone Amazon Market, maybe. Lots there of places to do it. Everybody just make a bunker. Stock yeah. it up. Start doing that now, though. You know, we're... Running out of time, so <laughs> also
1: close all of your blinds so that night stalker can't look in.
0: Yeah, yeah seriously, I
1: great. always have my blinds closed. Always.
0: Yeah, I don't. I just we always worry
1: someone's going to creep.
0: I do for like the bedroom ones, the living room ones. We I've never cared about those, even like growing up those ones. But also, I guess growing up are like cul de sac. We were always we were like far enough back that our yeah your house isn't. Like- yeah, and like the angle, it's like really hard to see in, but we can easily see out and just like. Mm. What are you doing? Why are you in the cul-de-sac?
1: Yeah, I'm like surrounded by houses. There's a lot of places you could potentially like creep into any of my windows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like even second story, just because there's so many houses around me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like the angles. Totally. But
1: yeah, this is some solid true crime
0: picks this week. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. Next week, do we remember what we're doing next episode? It'll be a surprise for you and a us surprise for everyone. How exciting! So yeah, we are officially in November now. Oh my gosh! Um, if anyone knows of a Thanksgiving book, maybe let us know and we can do that. I don't think that's a thing.
1: I've been looking, and they're all like little kid books because I would like to. I mean, yeah, it's
0: just how it is. It's like mm-hmm. here's how to make a turkey hand. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna give you 45 minutes of how to bake a turkey hand (laughs) you just do an
1: instructional video
0: (laughs) (laughs) there is a thanksgiving movie i found i remember finding it last year it's a horror movie i think oh yeah there's like six of them like thanksgiving one thanksgiving two isn't that like a creepy one that's like gobble gobble or something (laughs) probably
1: like what is it about gluttony
0: yeah there is hulu does they may came out with movies this last year it started last halloween so i guess it's probably done now but like one every month for holidays Mm. and they have one that's a uh, thanksgiving one It was pretty good i recommend those i I think it's into the dark or something um anyways yeah i've only watched like four of them but they're really good so yeah anyways Uh, if you want to get in touch on the social medias, we're there Instagram, isn't it Pastor Bedtime? Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. Um, we have the Gmail.
1: Us. Oh, yeah, we do have a Gmail, isn't it Pastor Bedtime at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And
0: is that all? Oh, rate, <laughs> review, subscribe. Yes. We really appreciate that if you would do that, if you like what you hear. And we are pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. But if there's one, and I haven't said this in a while, but if there's one that you love to listen on and we're not there, let us know. We can get on it.
1: I think there's some obscure little ones that we could probably reach, branch out to.
0: So if you hate the fact that you have to open up a different podcast app, because I hate doing that, and I won't listen to people if they're not on Google Podcasts, reach out. Let us know. I get it. Yeah. Anyways, have a lovely night. Bye, everyone. Bye.